This week on Empowering Midlife Wellness, I'm looking at a quote from my book, Sexually Woke, that I find so helpful. What are the five things that you can do for your loved one that makes them happy? And vice versa, and how that very simple question can really enhance your relationships. Hey, and welcome to this week's episode. I just have a little quick idea to share with you today because I've been kind of working on it this week myself. And it came up in my book, which was published almost two years ago now. And I think I've referred to this quote quite a few times before, but I've been really thinking about it a lot today. So as a little bit of background, what are we all doing here? All of us just want to be happy, right? That's why we're watching videos about how to be healthier, how to live our best lives, how to have our best relationships, how to enhance intimacy. And I really like the psychological idea that what we really need is some form of safety, gratification, and belonging. And so those three things are described, you know, in various ways by different psychological models. But the one that I like is pretty simple. We want safety in a very primitive level. And that actually does associate with the lowest part of our brain, just like animals, we want to survive. That's our primary driver is survival or safety. And it can show up in really subtle ways that are far from survival nowadays, but the need for safety can be things like getting insurance or surrounding ourselves with a big car that has airbags or all kinds of different ways that we present this basic need for safety. The gratification aspect is just that we want to feel good, right? We want to be happy. We want to not suffer. We want to have things that feel nice to touch and taste good to eat and be around people who make us happy. That's the gratification aspect. And interestingly, that correlates with the middle part of our brain that's mostly related to emotions. And then the belonging part, which is really a higher level thing that's pretty unique to humans or very highly developed mammals, is this really basic need to connect. And so all of those three things go together. I just think it's kind of fun to break it up. And if something's going wonky in my relationships or with my thought processes, just looking at which one of those three things is feeling attacked. Am I feeling a lack of safety? And maybe I'm doing some things that I learned at a very young age that keep me safe. And they may not really be very healthy activities anymore, but they're coming from a really genuine place of just wanting to be safe. Or if I'm just wanting to feel good, well, lots of us do a lot of that, right? Sometimes we do too much of it and it gets us in trouble. And the belonging part is so human. And, and really what I'm talking about here, you know, uh, mostly is, is circulating around belonging with intimacy and enhancing our relationships. But all of it is based on the basic need for safety and survival, because if we don't feel good, we don't have gratification, chances are that there might be something dangerous going on. You know, if we're not able to get good food or have warmth or be comfortable, you know, basically it goes back to a safety issue and belonging could be a huge safety issue if you were an ancient person or even a modern person not living in a group or belonging to a group can be a survival issue. We can't live without others. So it's kind of 
fun, I think, to go back to looking at how our brains work. And particularly when we get into trouble, sometimes I do some pretty crazy stuff. And then the next day I'm like, how did that happen? Why did I do that? And looking back, one of those things was feeling under attack. And so it's just a really neat idea, I think, to be a little bit self-aware. You know, all of these things are part of being human. And you have them too, and I have them too. And so that gives us a sense of normalcy around these things. And then with that as the backdrop, because in our relationships, we all want, we all need a feeling of safety. And that might show up as just wanting consistency, reliability, being able to count on somebody, knowing they're going to be there. We all want gratification. We want to feel good. We want to have good times. We, we want to do things that make us feel happy. And then the belonging part, of course, most of us long to be in an intimate relationship. And even if we're in a relationship, we long for it to be more intimate. So with that in mind, I was reminded of this really cute and awfully simple quote from my book. And I've read it before, but I'm going to read it to you again because I am actually going to officially start to do this in my life. And I challenge you to maybe try to do the same thing because it's so damn easy and it works really, really well. So this is in the chapter about intention and attention. If you have the book, it's on page 183, the book called Sexually Woke. If you don't already have it, you can order it on Amazon. But I was interviewing women who had these amazing relationships to find out what were they doing and is it something that I could learn? And this one, for sure, is something any of us can learn because it's so simple. So here we go. Paying attention to what makes your partner happy might seem like a little thing, but it means a lot to the sexually woke. So Elizabeth said this quote, find out the top five things that each person wants. And if you both take care of those five things, then you're good to go. That simple. I know what makes my husband happy. He loves espresso. So I make sure we have a good assortment of espresso and I make time to enjoy it with him. He also really likes great quality bacon on the weekends. So every Friday I go out and I make sure that we have some. So simple. He does the same things for the things that I love. It makes me want to make love to him. That also keeps him happy. To keep your man happy might be stupid things. I think most women know what they are, but they don't care. They're like, I don't give a shit. I don't know what holds people back from that kind of generosity. Maybe it's selfishness or like, I'm not going to do that for you because you don't do that for me. Then nobody goes first and everyone is stuck. So just go first, for God's sake. And I love Elizabeth. That's not her real name, but she was the most hilarious person to interview for the book because she just said things like it is. And that is just true. So how can we go about this? You know, maybe you could read that little paragraph to your partner or your loved ones and just say, let's try it. What are your five things? Doesn't have to be five. Those were those were her five. Um, maybe there's three, maybe there's 10, but find out, ask, 
what are five things that you really need to be happy and be pretty specific. Maybe it's having good espresso or having really nice bacon on Saturday. I mean, it sounds so simple, but if we're basically looking for this feeling of safety, and there is some kind of feeling of safety in having espresso and bacon every weekend. I know it sounds silly, but that, that repetitiveness of something that you love gives a feeling of stability. And for sure, that's gratification because it tastes great, especially if you love it. I'm vegetarian. That wouldn't be one of my five, but something that the person loves is going to give them gratification. And as she said, that is an act of generosity, and that leads to more intimacy and belonging. So if I'm giving my partner the five things that he really loves, that makes me feel good because it gives me an opportunity to be generous it makes everybody happy. And then I'm getting the five things that I really want too. So I haven't finished my list. I'll get back to you when I finished it. But I've been thinking about it without trying to be too specific. And those of you who know about the five love languages, which I assume is pretty much everybody in the world these days, those are some good places to start. So my primary love languages are touch and words of affirmation. So there, it could be a start at how you approach what your five things are. One of my things is I love to be cuddled. When you come home or when you leave, I want a cuddle and a kiss and a goodbye. And I want you to look me in the eye. And those comings and goings, whether it's when you arrive home from work or when you're leaving, it's really important for me to have some physical touch. And also in the bedroom and if we're at the movies, I like to hold hands. And so that could all be one of my five things, physical touch. The second one regarding words of affirmation, it's really important to me that you tell me I'm pretty, I'm beautiful, you look great in that dress. If I get my hair cut, wow, it looks awesome. Those little statements mean a lot to me. Now, some people don't have that. They don't really care about that. And so these are not the same things for every person. There's some other ones too, like when we're having a conversation, put your phone down and look at me in the eye. I want you to listen. I, it's really important when I have something to say that you listen to me. I get very upset because it's a threat to my feeling of safety and belonging, I guess, if I feel ignored or not paid attention to. So when we're thinking about our five things, we can really go back to that basic core need for safety, which isn't necessarily survival these days, but just a feeling of safety and reliability and that I've got you gratification, feeling good and belonging, just enhancing that intimacy and being part of a group, which might be a family or might just be a partnership or bigger groups belonging to a pickleball club, which I love. So that would be another thing that I would say is in my top five things, that it's really important to me to spend time with same-sex friends. And you can come too sometimes, but that's a really important thing for me to do. We all have our own, but I just encourage you to think about that using that quote. Find the top five things that each person really needs and give it to them. You have nothing to lose by giving your special person or people, 
maybe it's your kids, your parents, your family, the things that they need, and then everybody's happy. Because generosity benefits everybody. I feel good when I'm generous. I know I'm doing something good. It makes me happy. The other person feels great because they're getting what they want. Wouldn't it be amazing if everybody could get what they want? So simple, but so easy. And you can get what you want if you approach it in this way. Now, you're not going to get every single thing that you ever wanted. I wanted a pony when I was little and I don't really want one anymore. We're not talking about that. I don't necessarily need a 10 karat diamond ring. Not talking about that. We're talking about things that the person can easily do right now today. Stuff that you can easily do right now today. If you would just let go of whatever is holding us back. And like Elizabeth said, what is holding us back? That's a good question. If you feel uncomfortable with asking your person what their five things are or telling them what yours are, what's holding you back? Some kind of fear, I imagine. Fear of rejection, fear that you won't get those things from that person. It's really good to examine what's driving those behaviors. And like Elizabeth said, if we are in the thought process of, well, I'm not going to give you those five things because you don't do anything for me, that is going to be an awfully long standoff. <laughs> Who wins in that situation? Be the person to go first. Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe they won't return the favor. Well, then you know you're a really good person and you tried, but probably they will, because if they start getting the five things that they really want, they're going to be super happy. And chances are your intimacy will improve. Your feeling of safety, belonging, gratification all will improve. And that makes us feel good. So that's my little itty bitty bit of wisdom. Again, I refer so many times to the wisdom in the book, Sexually Woke. I do hope you'll read it because even though I put it together, the stories are from amazing women like Elizabeth who just tell us different ways that we can improve our lives. So why not read it? I think it's really good. I read it quite a bit. <laughs> even though I wrote it, I still can't remember all of those tips and I try to go back to them regularly because we drift off, we forget. And goodness knows I'm not perfect and I've done some not such great stuff in the past couple of weeks. And I'm looking at why that is and I'm trying to improve it. And I'm going to start today by doing those five things. And I encourage you to do the same. So if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, share it with your friends. I'd love to hear your comments about how your five things worked out and how it worked out asking your partner or your family what their five things are too. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Mm -hmm.